why not uh, firearm safety? Just firearms training is, is key. You know, guns are an excellent tool. If you are required to fill out that 10-day form with your background check, you should also be required to attend a class. Of course, so you can obtain that firearm and take that firearm home with you. But we're going to follow these rules. My shout-out to you this week is to Jason. Well, this story just got off. My yeah. shout-out to Ed. Like I said to Jason, I just took a huge... It's going down, dude. Adam has a beard. is sponsored by Trail Boards and BoboSoul.com. I'm all about it, bro. Yeah, we all know it's not right. We all, we all want to. We all want change. We've been reacting rather than responding. We can say this, we can't say that. We can do this. Whoa, you better slow down. We cannot We're not going to stand for this frustrating, endless. Because we hold a lot of fear around speaking our truths. Everybody, everybody should know that they can find the Refined Man at therefinedman.club or on Instagram at the Refined Man Barbershop. Never get it wrong, man. Never get it wrong. This is the law that you chose to uphold. You need to uphold this law. Um, I really want to. I really want to talk about that. Yeah, that guy's, you know, yeah. James Naswood. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love you back, dude. Don't Hell forget yeah, that, man. Know that too. All right, we're recording. Hey, Devi. Hello. We're recording. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Welcome. I'm great. Welcome to Devi is Adam's beard. <laughs> hey. Pretty good. That. Pretty good. I love that line when you said that. Yeah, it's well, it's a definitely a throwback to like a a queer community thing. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and so the idea of, a, of being somebody's beard or uh, having a beard is like when gay men would date women. Um, As cover, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just here to cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what kind of Adam you are today. It's still light out by you. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it is. Sorry, I'm so dark and the lighting in here is terrible and I'm not it's, willing to move at this we're point. <laughs> we're, we're more of an audio broadcast anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So what's going on in Washington? What's new? Oh my goodness. Well, um, what is new in Washington? I, I just had a four-day weekend, so I didn't really pay attention to much of anything. Congratulations. Um, oh, thank you. It was wonderful. The dog's being insane. That's all right. We recorded with Jeffrey yesterday, and the dog was all over that, too. So <laughs> we're going <gonna laughs> yep. to have a new co-star to the Adam Has a Beard and to Public Access America. And I <laughs> want to say that your, your show with us, uh, Conversational Introverts, people mm -hmm. have been saying they really, really enjoyed it, and they were hoping to hear more from you. And I was talking to my friend, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. And she said, well, where's Adam going to be? And I said, Debbie's going to sit in. And she was like, oh, oh, from your show. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm yeah. so glad. Uh, I've always kind of wanted to do more podcasting, but generally didn't really know what to do. And as, as you have uh, probably experienced at this point, I am – a giant procrastinator when it comes to thinking of things. And I, you know, I'll oh. think about something and try to think of an idea to talk about and think and think and think and yeah. nothing will happen. And then it's the deadline. The deadline really does it for me. Well, of course, I, cause we're creative. So why create something three days before we need it? It might change. Everything might change in that time. I might not want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
and Adam doesn't give me a script. And honestly, yeah. I talked to a lady about the environment and all that. And the only word in my head was algae blooms. And we talked for an hour and before she said, okay, I got to go to a campaign event. And I was like, okay. So it's algae fun. blooms. I love it. Yeah. I mean, conversation leads to conversation. And I keep trying to explain to that. If you sit in in a conversation, you're going to hear something and you're just going to say, wait, what? <laughs> and you're going to start talking. And from there on out, you forget that you're being recorded. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think that's what I like about I, an unscripted podcast is that you actually get to participate in an unscripted conversation and right. you don't have to listen to somebody building up a story necessarily, but you can get to a point where you're like, oh, that's actually really interesting. And you can kind of pick little pieces off and decide what you want to look into because I'm a giant research nerd. So I will hear something. I'm like, what is that? And then I go down this research rabbit hole yeah, um, <laughs> and it's very exciting hi billy hello yes you're a good girl oh, oh. billy welcome to the podcast <laughs> this is my uh my, my dog she's a sweetheart of course she, um, <laughs> she is a giant love bug she thinks she's a lap dog but she's like almost 100 pounds so my favorite kind of dog <laughs> mine too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, what I noticed was, uh, if you listen to Adam Has a Beard, you should listen to Denton County Collective, because if you listen to those two, you should listen to Public Access America. It's this weird place where there's a co one conversation going on in three different locations. And because I edit and listen and, you know, proof all this stuff, and I'm a part of all the shows, it's kind of interesting to me to hear that the, the conversation... Tonight at Midnight, Public Access America's um, network debate series is coming out where we, we talked with Adam Has a Beard, talked with Denton County Collective about guns and everything around it. And it's just a fascinating conversation. But to know the conversation, you have to know the groups that were involved and where they're coming from, from on their shows. And I always dreamed right. of doing something like this. And it's actually coming true and it's pretty cool this week. This week is a great week. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, guns are a hot debate in the United States. Uh, yes. Not as hot as some other things currently, but um, I think that that's a, a lead into that, you know, like, uh, Guns are the reason that a lot of people are dying. Um, uh -huh. But I do find value in them in some ways versus others. I actually, you know, interestingly enough, I just watched uh, the movie Winchester. Uh, it's about Sarah Winchester of the uh, infamous Winchester Mystery House and Winchester yeah. re uh, re Repeating Rifle. As long as she um, built that house, the spirits couldn't find her. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting house, isn't it? Yeah, so the take, um, I've been there. It's very, very fascinating. Mm. But the take of this movie, it was, a scary, it was supposed to be a scary movie with ghosts right. and things like that. But what she was talking about is how guns are strictly made as an instrument of death, which I, I wholeheartedly believe. But people have created 
and I, what I find beautiful about human beings is that people took this instrument of death and created more unique ways to use it. Now, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily want to speak to the political side of this because I think that that is a thing that has been done multiple times. Yeah. yeah um, and I don't think I could do it justice right now, but I do think that if we think outside the box of things a little bit more and consider what those tools could be used for in a different way, that that really is what ultimately makes us more human is to say, okay, well, you don't like guns. Why don't you like guns? Because they kill people. But what, what else do guns do? Right. Uh, there's a source of entertainment. You can learn patience and practice an art with you know, with them is uh, the art of shooting and yeah community uh, camaraderie absolutely i think there's more to that conversation that needs to be had and sure. i always uh, think about the father and son in montana and you know mm -hmm. the dad teaching the son how to hunt or to protect uh, the farm or mm -hmm. anything like that and mm -hmm. so I always think of those like bonding moments, you know what I mean? When yeah. I think of a gun, I don't think of like dropping my pants down to my knees and shooting it like an Uzi, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> right. it's, that's not how I think of it. So I never yeah. think that I never think of a law that should be blanket for everybody that that doesn't make sense for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. And I think as far as guns, I would like to if anything, try and wonder why people want them in the first place. Like, mm -hmm. I know all the excuses they use, but right. really, if you removed all the guns, all the excuses for the guns would kind of disappear too. And so, Absolutely. you yeah. know, people have better things to do with their time than hurt people, you know? Mm -hmm. and yep. Yeah. And so we've talked about guns, and I don't, I don't need to talk about guns with you and Billy here, you know? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I just think well, it's interesting the the conversations that can be had all over the place, and then yeah, yeah, they all just tie in. And I bet you, and that was my bet was that anywhere I put a podcast and I had a local discussion, it would lead to the same discussions that everybody else is having. Like, mm -hmm. I think that we're all just staring up at the sky in different colored hats, yelling equality, equality, equality. We all want the same thing, you know. Right. Well, that's actually a great lead into kind of what I was formulating as a, an idea. To well, you had an idea. I didn't. Yeah, I, I picked one up. So um, I sat down and I was like, oh, there it is. Uh, so the, there's a set of words that have been circulating forever Whoa. that I've kind of struggled to it took me a long time to kind of understand the difference between them and this is going to be more of like a philosophical discussion about these things so i, I was looking up the definitions to a few different words so okay. the first one is right what is the definition of right me um, jason <laughs> right uh, <laughs> in in that what is right right um and then the difference between rightness and fairness um so right is defined as morally good justified or acceptable interesting okay fair 
is defi uh, defined as uh, in accordance in accordance with the rules or standards or legitimate. So people are, are doing a lot of, well, that's not fair or that's not right. And that and, seems, sounds like it's backwards. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And that, this is something that I'd never really considered until uh, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so right being morally good, justified or acceptable. Um, okay. So we then can, that we can throw led that me off the world. Well, we can just throw right out, never use it again because mm -hmm. what's moral to everybody is exactly. an individual thing. And, and that brought me to the definition of moral. Now you can uh, use moral as an adjective uh, and it is defined as concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior and the goodness or badness of human character. So a cyclical definition, right is mm -hmm. moral, moral is right. Exactly. And then you could use moral as a noun, which is a person's standards of behavior or beliefs concerning what is and is not acceptable for them to do. Oh, but acceptability is the moment, right? Mm -hmm. nobody, nobody would find killing somebody acceptable until they've just killed somebody and then they rationalize it into it. Exactly. And that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> no. Because it's not in accordance with the rules or standards. Wow, we just verbally tied a pretzel without anybody even seeing it. How cool is that? Yes. Yeah, so this this <laughs> is like I'm rabbit holing really hard right now yeah, thinking yeah. about this concept. And this is something I think that people have probably written papers about that I have never read and probably will not read yet. Uh, but I pro will probably get there eventually. And then this brought me into this idea of equity versus equality. Yeah, because I don't, I, I hear equity all the time, hear it, but I'm not quite sure what the, diff what the meaning of it is. Yeah. So this is not equity as in building equity in a house. This is uh, equity as in between people. So here comes another one of those. We're tying this into the pretzel. I love Equity it. is defined as the quality of being fair and impartial. So it's with, equity is within the rules or standards and legitimate, but also impartial. Mm. So a new word, you know. Uh, yeah. So we're adding that in. Um, so we want, then, we want everybody to be equal and through the lens of equitable. We want, we want to be impartial to other people's equality. Right. But equality <laughs> right. is another one of these words that I added to this list of words. Um, is It's the state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, like, equality... Um, is an interesting one because we talk about equality and then we've we've there's a lot of conversation recently that I've seen where equality just isn't enough because equality is every house has a set of stairs but equity is being fair right so you create a set of stairs for every place but is that accessible to everybody Right. No, it's not. So, no. so equity, it, would equity be creating different modalities for equality? 
That's not, okay. I get where you're going with that. So a, um, a staircase to to you might be an elevator for another, or exactly a straight line ranch with no stairs, but added space to somebody else. Exactly, and the I think the issue is that all of these terms sound like the same thing. They sound interchangeable, right. but in terms of law like so equity is fairness which is a ruler standard mm -hmm. so the fairness is what we consider law now when there's not a law to protect something that's where we don't have equity that's so that's right. the absence of equity the absence of fairness in equality is where we're so laws are missing and i think it's it's interesting living in a world where we talk about freedom but then we have thousands upon thousands of laws right mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm i'm just kind of brainstorming here i'm just thinking of ideas because this is not a fully formed idea that we're talking about i love starting those i never did a podcast where we started with a infant idea it's it that's my how my brain works and uh, this is this awesome. i love these conversations so awesome. so are we talking about laws i don't know so uh, i think so because okay. I've, i'm thinking these things in terms of what the current world we live in is like so what i've always wanted to do was eliminate every law like just mm -hmm. gone and in the middle of the night when everybody's yeah. sleeping so nobody knows and nobody breaks any laws and hurts people and then just start coming up with commandments things <laughs> things not commandments laws but things that are a policy that affects everybody equally you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not making a law that says no jaywalking so that I can use it against one person one way and one person another. Like right. My first law was always don't cause harm to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Just don't. Yeah. That would be my first law. And I think it fits under this thought yeah. of, of what we're having and it might help with give an outline to where we're going and creating like things like that. You know what I mean? Well, and that's, that's interesting because what is harm? That's dependent right? on the person, I guess. Exactly. So but how there, do you, there is certain you standards. Create? There is certain standards to where we all believe it's harmful to do to another person, you know? Mm -hmm. And what are those standards created by a sense I, of morality, right? It could be a common sense. I would think. But I always say if sense was common, everyone would have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think there's the super intelligent and I think there's the com people with common sense and it's amazing. together. <laughs> <laughs> they don't always fit together. I've known some very dumb people who had a, a lot more common sense than intelligent folks. <laughs> uh, yes, I've, I've met, yes, I have too, and as a matter of fact. But I've never met somebody completely void of both. They, they, they go somewhere on the spectrum, but I've never met anybody that was just so dumb like a box of rocks. Never met anybody <laughs> like that. I think I may have. 
<laughs> Congratulations then, you know? Yeah. But they're all a genius at something. Otherwise, they what? couldn't survive. What? Barking. All the barking. Mm. <laughs> Even if you're dumb as a box of rocks, you're a genius yeah. at surviving then. You know what I mean? Oh, you have to be. It's like a special ability or something. You should, right. You're like a superhero for yourself. Right. So <laughs> everybody's a genius at something. They're worth something. They're mm -hmm. not stupid. Absolutely. Maybe they're just out of their element. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think I always like to surround myself with people who are smarter than me. Me too. Um, and I think you have a lot to learn. And I'm not, you know, I think we've had this conversation before where it's not that this person is intellectually more developed than I am. It's mm -hmm. that they have something that they can teach me. And I think you can learn things from stupid people really easily. Right. Somebody told me <laughs> it's not about being as active as the next person. It takes every bit of activist at every part in the chain to create mm -hmm. what's created and so we should never diminish somebody else's activities as less because they're just supporting more or some less is learning from them so they can be more and it was just a real interesting way to think about the world you know what i mean yeah no i agree i think that when i started thinking in that way instead of in the well I don't want to surround myself with stupid people. I don't want to be around stupid people. Mm -hmm. When I started thinking about all the things that I could learn from anybody, I started to be a lot happier. Yeah. Did you ever see the matrix? Yo, it's one of my favorite movies, but there's this oh my God. where he's just like, okay, learn karate. Boom. Learn this. Yeah. Well, you can do that with people. You meet them, you get to mm -hmm. know them and suddenly you know what they know. And if all they know is a couple things, bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes. Everybody has these perspectives and it's like, to me, it's like just walking up and putting on their glasses and being like, this is how mm -hmm. you see the world. Like I talked to my sister and she's like, I have it bad in the grocery store too. And she's, I was like, I don't understand because she's trying to explain to me feminism and why she's a feminist. And she's like, if there's a black guy on this in the store, he's the first person that everybody looks at. But if there isn't, I'm the first person they look at. And I was like, oh, you're right. Like the woman is the first thing that every man looks, looks at in the store. And, and then I just yeah. started thinking, what if we were all in snowmobile suits and, you know, with our hoods up and you couldn't really see who everybody was, we would all just be people. Mm -hmm. And then I, I started to grasp it. And I was just, I loved her for that, for that insight. Cause Absolutely. I never thought about it that way, you know? And I realized that there was um, anti-feminist qualities in me, you know, toxic masculinity in me that I didn't even realize. And it yeah. just, it helped me. It, and I've been lucky to know some amazing women that have told me very nicely, yes, no, that's not right. And, and still right. accepted me, you know, and, yeah. I, and I've gotten to the point where I am to where, yeah, I just, I love everybody for their value. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I wonder, like you, you said the term toxic masculinity and I was thinking earlier today, just a random thought, like what would toxic femininity look like? It's horrible. It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, insistence. It's, it's an insistence that you're right because of who you are, because 
you're right in an argument you're right and i can't argue with you because your defense is as that you're a woman so you're right mm. i think i i agree with that like well you could never understand this experience because you'll never be a woman and like mm -hmm. but also like what do women do to each other that's toxic and you know men men direct their their the toxic masculinity is directed also at men right it's like this expectation to be more manly to you know man up and do the thing and don't complain right. and don't be sad and how dare you have feelings that must make you gay right um, but like what does that look like in in femininity i'm not a very feminine person um right. nor I, have I, I apparently i am <laughs> my husband is very feminine yeah. like compared to me like emotionally feminine i suppose I, men, men I, are more emotional than women i would agree 1000 percent, hands down and it's because you're not allowed to show it that they explode with emotion yeah it comes out in awkward little ways right and i think that maybe the opposite of that toxic femininity would be closing down and expecting other people to close down and ex expecting people not to be girly like hmm. in the same way that toxic masculinity expects people not to be girly and then i you know i don't know i'm i am having a lot of i don't knows in my thoughts today um yeah. I what just, i have a, a friend and i hate using his minutes so i'm just going to use this friend i have and he's uh he's in north carolina and he's six mm -hmm. foot four and he's a hundred oh wait, 300, 400 pounds. And he doesn't realize that when he walks up and says something a certain way, that it, it's scary because mm, yeah. of, because of who he is. So he might be saying, why are the tacos a quarter more? But the four foot two high school girl that's behind the counter is scared shitless you know yeah I, you immediately think, feel defensive i think that's that's masculinity used in a in a wrong way mm -hmm. you know what i mean and right he just he doesn't understand who he is and quite mm -hmm. honestly his girlfriend loves the fact that he's this big guy with a deep voice you know what i mean so it, mm -hmm. it, it is what it is but it, i think it's just being conscious of that I, right I, I think it's 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 being conscious of the societal expectations on what masculinity and femininity look like and and performing those things to an extreme and i think an extreme form of femi uh, like femininity is to like be insulting all the time about every little thing mm -hmm. and feeling high and mighty like i i do everything and wondering why nobody ever helps you or nobody ever i hear that nobody ever does this thing around the house or whatever mm. and wondering maybe maybe if you asked a question said hey i need your help with this can you do this thing for me mm. and the same i mean i feel like men have no problem doing that am i wrong like we, i we are the next man up mentality so we walk in the door there's there's stuff to put away right mm -hmm. putting that stuff away i'm taking care of the dogs you know because it's the yeah. next thing up to do now i'm mm -hmm. taking the dogs out you got to cook 
somebody's getting the dishes out and ready, right? But then mm-hmm. if you go to the bathroom and I come in and I let the dogs in, then yeah, I'm getting the meat ready or whatever it is. I'm mm-hmm. helping to prepare until you walk in and go, all right, go, go somewhere else. And then mm-hmm. I'm doing the next thing up. I'm getting the laundry until everything's done and we can both relax in bed and be like, fuck yeah, everything's done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, I was, having, I was having a conversation about asking, uh, and this is where I think this idea of like toxic femininity comes from is mm, assuming, like assuming, so there's ask people and guess people. And this is a yeah. theory that I kind of read about. Right. And then I think we've talked about this before too. And yeah, but this is awesome. It kind of leads me to believe that like the expectation of, of, a relationship with a, a guy and a gal or whatever it is that women feel like they always have to ask and men feel like they always have to guess with women. And I think that's the, where the idea of this toxic masculinity is. Cause like, you don't want to ask, I don't want to have to ask you to do this thing. Right. And you should just do it. Yeah. And then this guy is like, but am I going to do it right? If you don't tell me what you want. <laughs> Hi, Billy. <laughs> it's almost like, it's, it's like a love song in where when you hear a love song and you just broke up with somebody, you're super sad. Yeah. But if you hear a love song when you just met somebody, you're super happy. The thing and it is, could be the same song. A lot of women say, I don't want to ask him because I want to validate the feeling of irritation I have right now. Mm. And if I ask him and he does it, if he mm-hmm. just does it before I ask him, then yeah. that validates that he's a good guy. But if he doesn't, that validates that I have to ask him and, and that sucks. And so they put everything on the line. But yeah. if you're in love, you're not mm-hmm. even thinking about that. You know what I mean? Right. Like your guy will plop down on the couch and you'll start doing everything or you'll start doing everything and, and your girl will go plop on the couch or lay in bed because mm-hmm. that's the way life is at that time. You know what yeah. I mean? But there's other full days that are different. Oh, absolutely. I think that um, communication is a, a really big part of relationships and that mm-hmm. like, you know, for there's definitely days when I'm like, why do I have to ask you to do this right. every single time? And then I'm like, okay, so why am I actually irritated? And then I'm like, okay, so something's happening that I'm irritated about this thing. Maybe I should sit down and I should have a conversation with you about it instead of yeah. holding this shit against you. Right. And that's where this whole like thing of like the crazy girlfriend comes from, I think, is that yeah. like women feel like they have they're not allowed to be emotive about these things. Yeah. Um because it makes it sound crazy. They- they wait until they're at their angriest. Like they can't take it anymore. They just have to say something. And Mm -hmm. I always say, instead of acting like a 10 because you're feeling a 10, Mm -hmm. act like a 10 when you're feeling a five. And that way you're never going to feel that out of control. And Mm -hmm. also you're going to take very, a a lot less time on thinking and more on resolution. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather take one minute 
and thinking and be able to say, I didn't put much thought into this. It just irritated me and it just happened. You know that, right? So why don't I like that instead of, you know, two days ago and I've been paying attention to every little negative thing you do now. And it's all built up to this, this one moment where I feel you didn't recognize me, you know? (laughs) And so, yes, we have to guess because you're not going to tell us when a one is a one. You're going to tell us when a one turns into a 10. Right. Well, and, and that I think is really unhealthy and it's not a, like a positive way to communicate. Um, no, not at all. There's this idea that a lot of my friends have been talking about. I haven't actually read a, this book about it, but it's the art of like uh, nonviolent communication. Well, I would love to learn more about that. I would as well. And I think that that's something that is on my list next. Uh, let me see if I can look it up. Um, I've been told I'm very confrontational and I'm actually very much not. I'm very too laid back when it comes to, <laughs> you know, I address, yeah. I address things quickly. Like the things that people think, you know, they, somebody will do something to you. They'll pinch you or something like, and they know you're going to be mad, but you're mm-hmm. not mad in the way that they think you're going to be mad. And they don't know how to take that. You know what I All mean? Right. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think people are more afraid of the outcome of the conversation mm-hmm. than they are of feeling angry with themselves because like yeah. It's so much easier for me to be grumpy on the inside than to have a unproductive communication with somebody and oh, but not are, resolve it. That's that's the best part of a relationship. I just got to tell you those, <laughs> well, those, what those things are is like the plane landing, right? And mm-hmm. one way higher, but yeah. everything evens out with those. Like you don't have to go through those mm-hmm. kind of awkward conversations again, because they're so awkward. Neither one of you is understanding. So you're both starting at zero. And then by the time it's comprehensible, you're both coming to the conclusion at the same time. You know, I used to <laughs> tell my late wife, I don't know how to say it. And I'm going to say it like some, like an idiot. I'm just going to, and you're going to understand what I'm saying and you're going to repeat it back and I'm going to say no. And we're going to have this argument, but we'll never have that again. And I want to, I want those, you know, <laughs> I you know what I love those where you're miscommunicating with each other and you're mm-hmm. just like, it's like this cycle of taking offense to something that somebody didn't mean to have it come out that way. They were trying to, they didn't really have that fully formed idea yet. And they're trying to communicate and they're doing a really bad job at it. Yeah, But that's when you, that's when you want them because they didn't put thought into it. Right. You don't want the person that put all the thought, like they built a case against you and you're just like, (laughs) you know, suddenly you're in court and you're like, I'm in my jammies, you know, I just woke up and shit. What are you doing? You know, where's my defense lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think like that, as a forgetful person, an incredibly forgetful person, I store a lot of really like terrible things in my brain yeah, uh, yeah. that I wish I could just get rid of. Like if I fight with somebody, my Jeffrey and I don't really fight. Like no, I think we've had not. one like big fight. And then afterwards we were like, well, I don't like how that feels. Right. And, and it was just because we hadn't been communicating. Um, but I somehow magically when I'm in an argument with somebody can remember every 
little tiny thing that they right. ever did to wrong me directly from like, I don't know, uh, you closed the door too hard that one day or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why is my brain able to come up with these things right now? But you know, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Did you, I eat breakfast? You know, I don't know. You know what sucks about that though? You remember everything from one point of view, but you mm. don't remember the shit that you unintentionally did that bugged the fuck out of him that he was like, I just love that about her, I guess. It annoys the fuck out of me and I'll get you back for it, but I'm not I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it because I don't want to make a big deal, you know? And there's all oh, these absolutely. little somebody slammed the door maybe because you didn't say something like he was like, I love you, and you were like you didn't hear him. And now he's right. like, now I'm mad. There's all the, the you, we only pay attention to one side of the sheet. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, it's so terrible because you know how, when you're watching a movie, especially like a horror movie yeah. and like, what an idiot, what are you doing? Right. If I could watch my relationship from a movie perspective, I would be like, why are you acting that way? You look at what he's doing for you. You stupid yeah, yeah. bitch. Like <laughs> no, what's I get, wrong I, with you? I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like just the idea of trying to think about, Think outside of yourself is so incredibly difficult. It really is. And it took, took me years. Somebody told me she could get a job at Amazon, but that's not what she wanted. And I said, you want to do something that makes decisions that improve the life of you and somebody else. And she's like, yes, that's mm -hmm. exactly what I want. And I said, for two years, I've been practicing that. If I make a decision, I wanted to benefit somebody more than myself you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it's yes. really kind of cool and then i've also learned with people it's like coming head to head so who is it more important to right, right. that's what the argument is it's i'm i'm more important right now or i'm more important and so to be able to step back and say you know what in this you're right you are more important and we're just going to do this for you instead of you're not right it's more mm -hmm. about you're important you know and that's how yes. I, I learned seeing that. And it it allows me to step yeah. back and go, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's do this your way. I'm sorry. Let's do this, mm -hmm. you know? Well, it, it's this idea of uh, illusory superiority. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like a cognitive bias, right, where you overestimate your own qualities. Mm -hmm. Everything about you is real good, and you're doing it all real right. special. And then you... Everybody else in relation is uh, average or right. inferior. Not, and, not you. Not as good as you. Uh-huh. Well, and I think that's the problem with our nation right now is this, it, it's illusory superiority to the extent of Dunning-Kruger, which I think you wanted to talk about. Oh, I don't know anything about it. Jeffrey told me to research it, and between editing and everything, I haven't gotten a chance to. So I'm excited to know about it. Well, have I got a treat for you. So um, Dunning-Kruger effect is, uh, is another cognitive bias. So We are all about cognitive biases on Florida Action Podcast, by the way. My friend <laughs> Sierra is all over those things. Anyway, go on. So it's... Um, Basically, people with low ability at any task, 
be it currently people who aren't a doctor telling you, well, the mask doesn't work, you know? Right, um, right. These people are overestimating their ability at that. So Dunning-Kruger is people with n almost no ability in a thing trying to tell you about a thing. Mm. Um, maybe we, we call that what, like armchair activism? Yeah. Like the kind of common term for this. Or so American. American. <laughs> yes. yes. Being an American. So we are all operating under this Dunning-Kruger effect, Pretty essentially. Um, but this is, this goes a little bit farther in that it's um, a lack of like self-awareness or what they call metacognition, which metacognition is like really interesting to me because it's thinking about thinking. Well, I like that. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> but without self-awareness, and that's really what like kind of self-awareness is, without thinking about the thinking behind a thing, mm -hmm. you basically you can't evaluate your own competence in something um, or your, in many cases, incompetence in that thing. Right. Um, so it was created by David Dunning and Justin Kruger. Uh, they're social psychologists. So it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And what I love is when people get on a, a pedestal and start talking about something that they vastly do not understand and yep. just saying, oh, look, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. Oh, I and love that. Leaving the, I just leave that comment and then they're like, what's that? Blah, blah, that sounds weird. I'm like, well, why don't you look it up? Mm -hmm. And it's like my favorite insult to people. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that, right? I just said that yeah. on a show last week. If you're just some some bumpkin in a trailer park in, in the middle of bumpkin, no, I'm sorry. I have to break it to you. You don't know. <laughs> you know like you, right. Because you saw a link and read once that <laughs> no, that's, the, that's the truth. That's the Bible. No, read more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you, you just, you just don't know. I, I, I spend my days learning everything I can and I don't know. 99% of anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I don't either. Um, but this, I've, I've played with this idea for a long time. It's like what you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. But knowing that you don't know what you don't know is extra special for people because it allows you to learn. Yes, that's me. And I think what's happening right now is that people are not allowing themselves to know what they don't know that they don't know. Yes. Um, and it clouds their, their thinking and this, this moral judgment of other people. They've created this morality around things that they don't know and don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, and nor do I understand what it's like to be a person of color. Right. And I, I'm taking the time to educate myself on what the effect of being a person of color in the United States is like, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that is a, a learning that's going to take 
forever. I, I, I will never understand, but I can only try to be as competent as possible at that thing. That, the, like, the saying is you'll never know, but at least you're learning. Yes. And um, I'm a pretty fast learner, and but I'm also willing to admit when I'm wrong about something. And I think that's the difference between Dunning-Kruger and yeah. like ignorance. Yeah, um, yeah. I think with Dunning-Kruger, it's like actually a cognitive disability that we, where you're essentially saying I refuse to acknowledge that I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people in the United States are doing right now. And I think this is what Donald Trump does on a regular basis. I think this is a, a huge problem because people are creating moral biases on information that, that they can't possibly understand. And mm -hmm being hurtful and ignorant, willfully ignorant of others. And um, I think that's incredibly problematic. I think that, but how do, how do you unteach that? That's what I want to know is like, how can you unteach that to people? I've been working on it. Oh my God. We it's had, we so had this, hard. We, I have a conversation then for you. A race, mm -hmm. a racist, being a racist in his own home, mm -hmm. is it, and he's not harming anybody, is it okay that there's racists in this world? Oh, is it okay? And then, okay, change that to a pedophile. Mm -hmm. Is it okay for a pedophile to have pedophilic feelings, sit in his home and not harm anybody? Is it okay that there's pedophiles in this world? I'm... I think okay is, is a moral question yeah. uh, that I'm maybe not prepared to answer. Um, because change that to a Catholic. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and that's, that's how it went. My friend was like, no, no, no pedophiles. Uh, no, no racist. No. But if a yeah. Catholic wants to sit in his house and do it, oh, I get what you're saying. <laughs> we, exactly. can't, we can't meet people in mm -hmm. disappeared land. We can't say right. we existentially cut you out. Racists mm -hmm. are bad and therefore you have no place in my life and mm -hmm. expect them to ever understand why it's wrong that they're racists, you know? And I hate that, but mm -hmm. the hardest problem people are the ones that need the most help. So I, I would agree. say, I would say if we were to find a racist, kind of surround his house with diversity and get to know him and you know that's what it takes to show a racist that diversity is amazing you know what i mean and right. you have to do that one person at a time you can't go ooh, disappeared because you said something slightly racist you know right i think there's a, a difference between being and doing and i think that's the 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 conundrum for people is that it's a, a sense of morality but i can almost well no i can 100 percent guarantee that in most cases like a pedophile doesn't want to be a pedophile that's they what know, i'm saying they know that it's not right and pedophilia is a condition right it is not something it's a, it's like being this is going to sound super apologist and it's really gross but it's you're you're born that way 
it's just like a, a sociopath or a, somebody with schizophrenia yeah. born that way, your brain operates on a different level. It's like, you know, when people are like, oh, well, what's your kink? You know, it's. Mm -hmm. I talked to somebody that actually does the therapies to, oh my God, who was that? She, she studies in the womb genetics that caused those dispositions later in life. Oh my so God. Cool. Follows that to discover that yes, this stuff is ingrained in the womb, but mm -hmm. it's latent and it comes out right through um, triggers. I'm guessing, but you know, that's what they're trying to right. figure out. So that's, I get what you're saying. No pedophiles don't want to be pedophiles. And, but right. if you disappear him, you don't know where that pedophile is when he has that bad day. But Mm -hmm. If he's not hurting anybody and he well, can reach out and get help in those times and he can manage without hurting anybody, mm -hmm. it's a thought that I think is disgusting, but also so does he. You know? yeah. Well, and that's the problem. I think that's where we're, where our equity and fairness issue is here mm -hmm. is that there is no help for these people in America. There's no mental health there, I mean, mental health stuff in America is like incredibly difficult to come by anyway. We don't have a healthcare system that supports that. No, Second, we don't. With pedophilia, it is a re mandatory reporting, even if nobody, if that person has not offended, even though if that person has not ever physically done anything, like you can't police people's thoughts. Right. So I can think all day that I want to murder somebody, but nobody's going to arrest me for it. So why would they arrest somebody who isn't is trying really hard not to be a pedophile? Well, we all there, you know, there's therapy and things like that for these problems, but it's not yeah, available yeah. unless you're already you've already gotten to the point where you can't control yourself anymore and you make a mistake. Right. So that's a, a equity issue. We don't have the ability to get the mental health for these people because if they even mention it, yeah, they're they're on a list for the rest of their life, even if they've never done anything wrong. How fucked up is that? And it used to be divided. Like your psychiatrist, psychologist could not reveal yeah. anything. Anything. I don't know but, when that changed, but that's why police... Yeah. That's why police are so stressed out too, because they're they can't go to their psychiatrist and say I'm having these thoughts because boom you're you're on a desk, so. right? And why do what what I find is interesting is, and I find it really gross to catch a predator. Have you ever seen that show? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows about to catch a predator. Of course. But if we did that to people on. Uh, in any illegal activity, if we entice people into any illegal activity, I mean, they take months sometimes to convince these people to show up on that day at that time or whatever. Right. That's Isn't that entrapment? Like, do we really want a justice system that does that to people? Or do we want to help people before the problem starts? We Yeah, that's... See, and that's how... I don't want to say anything about abortion, whether you're for abortion or against right. abortion. What if we went into the, before the big bang and, <laughs> and prevented, prevented the need for abortion? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, what if well, we Democrats are actually better for 
rates of abortion and that that's been proven there's right. less abortions when there's birth control when there's sex education yeah. so prevention is a way better thing than punishment agreed and male contraceptive contraceptives should be on the board you yes, know what please. I mean? Like, and I'm besides not condoms, about, yeah, right? not condoms. I'm talking about other means to keep your sperm from going in her. Men yeah. should consider these things too, and there should be more research in them. I'm Absolutely. Just gonna, I'm just going to say that in fair, in fairness, and in equity, uh-huh. <laughs> the woman <laughs> is often doing us the favor, and we should respect that by by respecting her. But yeah, Absolutely. But that's the thing, and it's the same thing with the uh, with we're going with pedophile or racist it's when we can catch that stuff early right and when it's um a virus a thought becomes a virus which takes over your brain like an infection so if you could get to that point to where no that's wrong like you know Mm -hmm. nope you know i think yeah i i just think everybody's unique and we all need different help but we need absolutely you know well and there's this idea that like um, you know, so the difference I think between racism and pedophilia, and this is going to be a real unpopular opinion, is that I actually hate racists more than I hate pedophiles. And the reason for this is like, you know, we have the gold star pedophiles, people who haven't offended, right? Racists are making a choice to continue racism. Yeah, they are so- not educating themselves against these things Uh, racism is not inborn racism is a choice yes but i think that there's two forms of racism Mm -hmm. i think there's the old school donald trump uncle tom racism and i think there's a racism today of um i don't know how to say it here's how i say it if a black man shoots me i hate black people if two black people save me i love black people and it's this right it's um interactions a ratio mm-hmm. of interactions. If twenty, right. if I've met twenty black people and I haven't had a good outcome, I don't like black people. And I think that's right. where this this new racism is from. You're getting something that I'm not getting, and I want it, but you're screaming for it, but I want it, and you're getting it. You know what I mean? Right. You're getting when welfare, and you want to pick it on the street for criminal justice reform. You can't have both. Why are you driving a Mercedes and getting welfare with your eight kids? And that's mm-hmm. how white people think. You're getting it. I'm not, and I don't like right. you then. But that's not but, the truth. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because simultaneously they say, "But not all men, and not all, you know, mm-hmm. whatever." So um, you can't have both. You can't say, "Oh, well, I hate all of those." people because this one or three of this colored person did this right you can't also say but like well you know like you can't call all men you know creepy because not all men right right it's all it's all superficial though it's all superficial levels you get to know that you get to know that person again and you learn more about them and you start to empathize with them and understand more. A blip on the timeline is just a blip, but two blips is, is a direction and you know more about people, the more blips on that timeline you get, you know? I don't, I don't remember where I was going with that, but it sounds about par for the course with me. We need to get more. We just, we see people superficially. Yeah. And we, we discount them immediately 
because yeah. our, our brain doesn't have to care about them then. Yes. So we don't go around thinking, ooh, benefit, benefit. We're, we're eliminating people so that we don't have that on our plates anymore. You know what people, I mean? Yes. People, here we go. The thoughts back. People are more focused on what's different about somebody than finding what's so similar, which it, like there's more similarities than there are differences between people. Like yeah. culturally speaking, there's a lot of, really interesting things but like even in religion so many religions are almost exactly the same um we but we've allowed politics to divide us into different groups of people and you can't agree with that person because they're a liberal and you can't agree with that person because they're conservative and uh, yep what we don't i think a lot of people don't realize is that when you start dividing people like that when you start looking at the different the differences between them you forget that we're all kind of fighting towards the same end goal yes and then you forget what the you, you get distracted right you forget what the real goal is and you get distracted so the real goal is like we all want to live and have the pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, all that fun stuff. But what's going on with all the people at the top, right? What what is what is this trying to distract us from in reality is what we need to focus on. And right now, my goodness, so many things. There are so many things floating around that and we live in this age of like technology that I, I don't think that we can fathomably keep up and so i think people are losing their emotional stamina um and it's i've you know i've had this conversation with so many different people like i feel like everybody's going crazy lately yeah. and i think i think it's a lack of emotional stamina i think it's a lack of mental health support in yes. in a time where everything is really uncertain and everything yep seems very scary and when people don't have that mental health support they're struggling to understand that what's happening to them is traumatic and their brain is going to react in very different ways so we've got our fight people we've got our flight people and we've got our freeze people mm -hmm. and your your brain does one of those things automatically and i think we need to be graceful with even the angry Karens, you know, everybody loves to make fun of a Karen, but like what you may yeah. not know is that person might have just had like the worst day of their life. You know, I think mm -hmm. grace uh, is something that people have not really considered and learned in right. recent decades. It's really hard to teach people what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's a, like a humility thing and saying, Hmm, maybe instead of being upset that this person is angry or hurtful, maybe see why they're that way. It's like a yeah, bully, but, a bully is usually bullied and you don't know it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just think those people are the people that need the most help right now. Mm -hmm. And I think I, because I always say, go to the thing that's most uncomfortable. If you want to know the right thing to do, it's the hardest thing to do. And mm. to me, going up to these people and taking the time to explain where 
Like, let's just go back in your thought process. Why do you think that? Why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Why did you think that? Right. Can you show me proof of why that started all this thought? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then working backwards. I think, yeah. I think it's worth it. We were having a conversation on Facebook and there was a troll in there. Mm-hmm. And then this kid in Milwaukee did what he did. And I thought to myself, this troll is just a step behind this Milwaukee kid. And mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't be dismissing him and calling him an asshole because he's acting like an asshole. Maybe we should be surrounding him and go, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. What can we do? Maybe we should have all private messaged him, all mm-hmm. 10 people and just said, we're here for you. What's wrong? You know, yeah. let's talk it out because that's what we need to do with these people until yeah. they're no longer. I don't know. Where did we, where did we go? We used to be amazing. We used to look at people and high five each other and grunt. Right. Remember like tool time and right. like, you know, <laughs> what happened to that? All of a sudden this, this orange guy comes along and it's like, we love each other or hate each other because of him. Like who is he? Right. Right. Like, Why are you letting him tell you what to do? That's the and, thing. It's like, yeah. If you don't trust government and you don't believe anybody in anything that anybody says, why do you choose to believe the one guy that to everybody else in the world mm-hmm. is lying over 20,000 times? Right. Like, I just tell people, could you just research that for me? You know, you don't want him to take the payroll tax and, and make that a permanent cut. Trust me, you know, if you paid Social right. Security for 46 years, you uh-huh. want it, you know, <laughs> right. be there. And so, like, why, why are they deciding to not pay attention to facts just to pay attention to him? It's so weird to me. And yeah. somebody told me it was, he's entitled. And they're enti- they're the entitled part of America mm-hmm. that feel like they deserve everything too, and so right. they're they're loving it. He's he's their representative. I, I think, think he's the white representative, like yeah. Al Franken, is the black white black representative. Mm. You know? Well, I think that this it's this thing of like people have been told you can't, you're not supposed to do that, you're not supposed to say the R word, right? I'm not going to use right. it. You're not supposed to be sexist. And like, they want to do whatever they want to do. And yeah. nobody's taught them how to be better. Right. They've just told them, no, you can't do it. And what happens when you tell a toddler, no, a toddler That's doesn't, they, they don't have the cognitive ability to just like understand what that actually means. That's what right. they want to do. So instead you need to redirect and you need to be, you know, you need to teach them, use it as a teaching moment. Hey, it's not okay to hit. How about instead we do this or this or this, like ask this person how they like to be touched or whatever, you know, but nobody, no parents don't do that anymore. They don't have the time. No, they can't. They don't have time. They send their kids to daycare. What do they do at daycare all day is they miss their parents and they do whatever they want because the daycare is overwhelmed. Like mm-hmm. there's not enough time because we have an economic problem. Like yeah. we, we have this, this issue of everything being so expensive and nobody wanting to pay anybody enough money to live. No. And then wondering why, you know, 
people are stressed out and then wondering what happens to people as they grow up, you know, like their, their ability to create new ideas, form new ideas. Nobody yeah. ever taught them how to do that. We're not allowed to, you got to pick your path and then shovel it all the way into debt. Right. That's what we figured out. <laughs> like pick your path. You're yeah. going to be a doctor. But at the end of it, you're going to have $250,000 worth of student loans. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to need a house this size. Your wardrobe is going to have to cost this much. Your car mm -hmm. is going to have to be this. So everything is set. That's what you are now, and that's what you owe, and, that, and, mm -hmm. and that's what we have now. There is no more, I want to be a guitar-playing garbage yeah. man that likes to be a, you know, a stripper at night. There's none of that stuff, you know what I mean? We can't, we can't even think about that. That's just not fair. Guitar-playing garbage man stripper. Yeah, I, I love it. My friend was telling me her daughter, and I'm, I'm not – there's no names here. She mm -hmm. she doesn't like her body. Like she mm -hmm. doesn't having the curves and the female parts she has. Yeah. And so she's thinking maybe, you know, mm -hmm. she wants to talk about transitioning. Mm -hmm. And my friend is she's like, Well, I, I just I I had to talk her away from that. And I was like, I don't know. I think if it becomes serious enough, she'll start planning for it and saving mm -hmm. for it. But all she needs to know is that she gets to be the best her mm -hmm. every second every minute right. she's not a boy she doesn't have to be a girl she can be a turtle and she'll still be the best her that there is out there mm -hmm. and that's what's important and right. i think what's amazing about the world today despite donald trump is mm -hmm. people get to be what they want to be when they want to be it right you know it well, sucks that there's people that that don't don't appreciate that they get to be who they want to be and put on their MAGA hat and yell at people. But you know, I want to be over here like spitting glitter and dancing in the streets. You're mm -hmm. going to let me do that too. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's amazing that she doesn't have to be. And so I kind of wanted to ask you and hope yeah. my listened because there's this question about being non-binary mm. and I, I get it. I'm not, but I don't think I'm explaining it correctly to people. Sure. And I'm learning that there is a lot of people I know that want to know what that means. Could you, yeah. could you help me with that? That wasn't anything I had planned, but sure. I, would like to, I would like to know. Yeah. Um, so I, before I talk about being non-binary, I do want to mention like you're, you're talking about like people getting to be an asshole before, you know, the, and also, if you want to spray glitter all over the streets, you can do that. You can also, you're allowed to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. Now what we talk about at Burning Man is like, it's all, it's like radically inclusive, right? You're allowed to be whatever you want to be at Burning Man. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're an asshole, you also need to understand that there will be consequences. Always. So that's just something that like I giggled and, and about. And that's my point. You, him being an asshole mm -hmm. is the glitter guys. Like that mm -hmm. is, that is the penalty for uh -huh. being an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy, this guy was happy at home just watching TV with his boyfriend, but you are such an asshole that now he's out on the street in his thong <laughs> spitting glitter, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, oh. I, I love the warfares that go yes. on. I love the, yeah. 
persistence, resistance, Mm -hmm. protest that people have in every chain along the way, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to buy that food because it goes to those people. Mm -hmm. Good for you, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, non-binary. Gender is a spectrum. Gender does not associate necessarily with biological sex. So, biological sex, you have two ends of a spectrum quote unquote uh, male and female Um, gender is more of a a spectrum of hyper masculinity and hyper femininity and how you present that um, and how you feel that so it's kind of an interchangeable like internal and external thing um you don't nobody owes you how to to present your gender dress wise and uh, perf- what we call performing gender um, mm-hmm. nobody owes you so like a nine, non-binary person does not need to obviously be non-binary like so it's it's almost it's really it's difficult to explain because um when you say transgender it's almost more like we talk about that being you're in an incorrect body, right? You're born in, uh, say you're female to male transgender. You were born female, but you're, you don't feel comfortable in that body. Right. Because your gender is actually male. And so you, transition your body to match that thing to match so your, mind. your biological sex doesn't match your gender so yeah. that's when we're saying transgender we're you, you can be transgender and not change your biological physical body right, um right. so uh being non-binary is essentially you don't feel either of those ends of the spectrum you're somewhere okay. else in the middle. <laughs> okay. That's um, good. Yeah. So, and it can be a combination of things. Like I, on a scale of masculinity to femininity, fall on either end and also somewhere in the middle where, so it's like, depends on the day, depends on the weather, depends on the time of year. Like of I, I find myself feeling more feminine during the summer when I want to wear a dress and I feel really comfortable, but I also end up doing less of my makeup during the summer. Cause I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to wear anything. It's hot outside. Right. Um, but it, when I'm wearing a dress, I'm not, I don't cross my legs. I don't shave my legs. I am. I just don't, care if i match what you would consider a woman quote unquote to look right. like right right um on you that who you want when you want mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like and these are ideas of like masculinity and femininity and that's social so it's not inherent if you if you're a guy that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to really like sports you know that is a social and cultural thing yeah um so it's being non-binary is like saying fuck the cultural expectations of what my gender is essentially supposed to look like and also i don't fit into either ends of those spectrum um right 
So I consider myself non-binary. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's in the end what everybody's striving to be. If they were open and honest with themselves, they'd realize they had certain moments that were more submissive and more that were more dominant and mm-hmm. some that were more, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I, there, you can't isolate a creature into one thing. Now, right. the, the thing about being non-binary is that like, it's not disregarding the importance of the gender binary to people who are transgender, right? You have mm-hmm. to consider that. Like, so just because it's a spectrum doesn't mean that you don't fall on one end of that. You could be absolutely biologically female and female gendered and feel great about that. That's yes. fine. But the the issue is that people get like what we can what we call squicked out. <laughs> they get it's like, ooh, ooh, I don't like that. Ugh. Um, when they think about somebody not being right in their body. And I just ask those people to extrapolate how that would feel if you, so that if that were you. Like if imagine how grossed out you feel you're like oh no icky somebody's like doesn't like the body they're in now make that like a hundred times worse Mm. and look at that from the other person's perspective ew icky i'm in the wrong body and why do you get to gain why do you get to gain weight and lose weight why is it that you get to be fat and you get to be short yeah why do you get to have breast implants and that guy that guy can't you know like nobody nobody i know likes the body they're in and they would agree something about it. Mm-hmm. So it's hypocritical to say that there's a, a limit on that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's fucking incredible that mm-hmm. somebody gets to be like all their life. They're like, they got this itch. They got this itch. They got this itch. And then one day they're like, I don't have that itch anymore. It's the most beautiful thing. I, I know people that have, transitioned or are in transitioning i don't i don't Mm -hmm. go around asking what what grade level they are all i know (laughs) is that they're they're freaking happy you know what i mean you can just just see how happy they are Mm -hmm. and i love that happy people don't hurt people right well and i think that's what makes it so extra painful and difficult when they're persecuted for just wanting to be them because like okay like fuck you for getting a piercing or a tattoo like you're doing the Mm -hmm. same goddamn thing you're changing what your body looks like you don't get to tell that person how to feel in their body well i just feel better when i get tattooed okay yeah Mm -hmm. me too and maybe i would feel better if i didn't have tits anymore like you know like i work out eight hours a day because i don't like my body oh yeah but they can't work their penis away you know what i mean (laughs) they can't pay money to get rid of that or is that cheating there's no no barbell that you can lift that gets rid of the penis you know what i mean so (laughs) they have to go about it another way that's what i'm saying exactly so yeah i just yeah people are gross love that people get to be who they want to be like yeah that my friend's daughter she doesn't have to she doesn't have to make that decision right Right. i that's the thing she can be 
she can put on overalls and a, and a cowboy hat and, right. and go out and be as butch as she wants. And that's yeah. great. She gets to be her. Yeah. And the minute, the minute she meets a boy that's like, wow, you're pretty. You got curves. She can be like, you want to see those curves? And mm -hmm. boom, it's to be that. And that's the cool thing. Yeah. She doesn't have to make the decision and say, I'm, I'm Jane. I'm the worst version of Jane out there. This is it. She can be like, nope, I'm the best version of Jane, and Jane is just being pretty shitty to herself right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, you know, not everybody has the, like, funds to be able to change their body. And so, yeah. you know, you have to be sensitive to that kind of stuff. And that's why, like, I have a hard time with, you know, just be happy in the body that you have. I have a really hard time with that because fuck that, first of all. Uh, no, That's why people change things about themselves. They get plastic surgery. They yeah. grow their hair out. They cut their hair off, whatever. Um, plus, don't, don't tell me what to do with in my life. You don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you can have an opinion about it for yourself. You don't Maybe have I will be happy in the body yourself. I'm in, but that's not your place to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there's uh, recently this idea of toxic positivity which I've uh, found really interesting because it's like, well, no, no, no. You should just be happy with you the way that you are. You're beautiful. And it's like, oh, I don't. And your emotions will follow. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm like, no, you're allowed to have bad days and you're allowed yeah. to hate yourself for a second. As long as you understand that doesn't diminish your value. Right. And I think when other people say that thing to you, it makes you feel less valuable. Like it makes your own opinion of yourself feel less good. Um, but sucks. I, it also sucks because like, how did you form that opinion in the first place? Mm -hmm. Media and culture and that kind of thing. You know, there's cultures where it's, you know, sexy to be skinny. There's cultures where it's sexy to be fat, big tits, small ticks, big dick, small dick, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, mm. But everything is slightly different so i just yeah. i wish people would be more just cool with each other right. you don't necessarily have to be kind all the time i think that's kind of detrimental sometimes mm -hmm. you have to be cruel to be kind <laughs> yeah in the right but we, we we have friends like that mm -hmm. for that you know yeah. what i mean some of us have closer friends that that'll they'll tell us we don't need you that random person at walmart being all dickish to us right we get it you know, we have friends that'll tell us about their personal flaws we have, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you but know, just, always tell somebody if their fly is down or if they have something in their teeth. That's, you know, that's the policy. Like, that's the only law we really need. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Because I have a vision problem. So, mm. at the store, I'm kind of dependent on the niceness of strangers, you know? And yeah. I'll be looking at something and somebody will come up and say, what are you looking for? And I'll be like. I'm just legally blind and looking for this organic cheese, you know, and somebody will help me every time. It's yeah. just, it's nice. And I mean, there was this Trump supporter and I yeah. was waiting for my deli meat and he had gotten his salami and I was like, what'd you get? And he's like, I got salami. And he opened it up. He's like, want some? And we just sat there and eat, ate. And I was like, I want some more salami. And the guy's like, yeah, I need more salami too now. <laughs> and it was just this great time about eating salami people yeah. can just be cool to each other we mm -hmm. we don't have to be the same there's exactly. there's nobody on the planet that thinks the same thing if Absolutely. somebody thinks the same thing you're thinking you don't know them well enough yet you yeah. know 
Yep, I agree, a hundred percent. Well, um, I'm supposed to come up with some sort of musical recommendation. Sure. Um, and I'm gonna go off the wall, totally opposite of what I think, Mister Adam, as his beard today. <laughs> well, yeah, because obviously, whatever if, I want. If you um, listen to the last episode the people were complaining about his musical recommendations and that's why he's not, he's not even here because he cried and pouted all week and we had to get Debbie in, you know, <laughs> Debbie's like, I'll do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll get the better musical recommendations on people like my shit. So let's do I have, that. I have two. I just recently found this artist named Louis Zong. Now, if you like things that are kind of cute mm. and kind of different, Yep, I do. And a little chill. Check out Louis Zong. He has he has a song. Uh, there's an album called Change EP by Louis Zong, and there's a song on there called Bumblebee Bumblebee that is about exactly what you would expect a bumblebee, and it's incredibly cute. But then there's other songs. A lot of it is just instrumental, so most of his stuff is just instrumental or like cool. it's um, like electronic whatever mm -hmm. uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of video game music from like the 80s and 90s uh and kind of reminds me of like lo-fi lo hip-hop maybe nice. um it's fantastic and the second one is nothing like what adam would listen to and her name is ava max and uh, she's very much pop. It's very like it reminds me a little bit of like bubblegum pop, but like if bubblegum nice. pop had an emo baby, uh, nice. the, it's a little bit more like edgy lyrics. Edgy, like if I had been a teenager when this came out, I would definitely have listened to Ava Max. And so I'm just indulging my inner teenager and rocking out to a little Ava Max. Um, one of my favorite songs is from her is uh, So Am I, and then Sweet But Psycho. If that gives you any idea of what that's going to sound like, it should. Um, right. People are rushing to Ava Max right now on, to download it all over the place. Absolutely. I uh, You can preload her album on iTunes. It's coming out this year, so slowly releasing like song after song. Oh, I uh, love I, that. Me too. I pre-ordered the album, and so far there's one, two, three, four, seven songs that are out. And I love her. She's fantastic. So I love that. Uh, I just I just downloaded like the One Republic, New Run One Republic, and yeah, I get new songs like just pop it into my like random mix when I, I'm just like, mm -hmm. what do what song? I love that. Yes, thank oh. you, One Republic. I was having such a shitty day. I wanted a new song. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know, right? I saw One Republic live. I think in 2008 or 2009, and they were opening for rob thomas i had wow. never heard of them before and i fell in love with one republic instantly because yeah. holy cannoli the string instruments in that are incredible and i don't know if there's are they still doing a lot of string work in their new album uh, it, no not as much not as much but i know what you're saying yeah, yeah. but a, also it's so good He's not hitting a lot of high notes in this, but it seems oh. more more produced and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not sing as sing songy as he usually is. So interesting. That's just the first few songs. I love. There isn't a song by One Republic I won't listen to. You know, I own all of it, and I'll just keep buying it. It was my late wife's favorite band, yeah. and you know, it's like the yep. first song I ever listened to. I was with her, and I was like man, I really love you for your music. And she said, why? And I was like, it's so generic. It almost makes me feel like I could make it. (laughs) 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 And it was that song, that was that song, Apologies, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and now I, like, when I hear that song, I just laugh at how intricate it is and how stupid (laughs) I was about that, you know? (laughs) You were trying to sound really cool. Yeah, but I, it was true. The music she listened mm-hmm. to is fairly easy, like just yeah. two tracks with a girl singing over it. And, yeah. But then one Republic fit in there. So oh. yeah. Well, if you also like interesting music that's a little bit more complex and doesn't follow your generic music rules, you should check out Gavin Castleton. Nice. Uh, he's from Portland, uh, Oregon, and um, I've met him a couple times. He in person is, um, sorry, Gavin, not my favorite person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really shy around new people and everybody thinks that I'm a giant fangirl, but all I want to do is like tell him, tell him thank you. Cause his music affects me a lot and it's really beautiful. Right. Um, but Gavin Castleton, uh, he is probably my favorite musician. One of two sets of song lyrics that I have tattooed on my body are from one of his songs. So uh, he has a zombie opera, essentially. Um, It's called Home is the album. That's where I started with Gavin Castleton. And you just want to start at the beginning of the album and listen to it straight through. You don't want to skip around because it's telling you a story. So Mm. if you listen to Home, that one is probably one of my favorite albums of all time so much music people are going to get lost in this i love it they're never going to come back to adam's down tempo heavy stuff adam's beard <laughs> is full of music adam's beard is full of music yeah. and people are going to come back to debbie is a beard <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm happy to be anybody's beard any day you know what that's it. fine you can hide just, behind me all you want and i'll make your pants uncomfortable i love it i love it that adam picked you and then mm-hmm. I got Jeffrey, and I told Jeffrey, "Well, yep. if Adam gets if, if Adam gets Debbie, I guess I get you." And he's like, "Yep, <laughs> <laughs> sounds all right." <laughs> yeah, so I got I got at least oh. two weeks of episodes out of him yesterday. I'm excited. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, good. Well, thanks for being here. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, don't forget um, bohosoul.com and the refined man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the refined, the refined man. man. Uh, you. you can book an appointment at the refinedman.club in Olympia, Washington. Boom. There you go. And Trail Skate Shop. And a fourth that is to be determined. But as always, these episodes are produced and distributed by Public Access America. So that's exciting. Thanks for being here, Debbie. Come back next week and the week after and the week after. Absolutely. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> no problem. All right. Bye. Bye.